Hi, today's March 3rd, 2024. I'm Pablo Basawar. Podcast 500. And for this uh, momentous episode, I've got some good friends on with me. As usual, the good Dr. John Westfall. And then uh, let's do this in alphabetical order. Steve Hughes, Sven Johansson, and Don Sorcinelli. <laughs> you know I'm never going to switch back. <laughs> for, for those new listeners and, and everybody else in the United States, it's pronounced Sorcinelli to you guys, but he knows the real Italian pronunciation. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, any rate, it's 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 episode five hundred, and so I thought you know try to get uh, a bunch of friends on. Uh, Jack Cook couldn't make it, unfortunately, so maybe next time Jack. But he was on with us last week, so we've been doing this, or I've been doing this. Podcast number one is November two thousand eight, so it's it's been a while. And um, the topic of the day for podcast number one was: Is nine dollars and ninety nine cents too much for an iPhone app? And the answer was yes. And by the way. Because, as you might remember, you know most apps are ninety nine cents. <laughs> Some were two dollars, and there I don't think there was such a thing as a, a subscription back then. Nope, no way. Yeah, for subscription. And um, then podcast number two, which and Frank Frank couldn't join us for this one. Frank McPherson joined me for a podcast number two, and we, we got and we talked about his his brand new T Mobile G one. Which was the first Android phone, at least in the U.S. I'm not sure the rest of the world, but for sure the U.S. Um, mm-hmm. And that was that was November again, November twenty eighth was a couple of days later, two thousand eight. So you know that's a Android's been along around a long time. And then in the podcast sixty nine, John Westfall was on a podcast for the first time. And I should note, you know, one of the yep. things uh, between one and sixty nine. A lot of my podcasts were when I was a full-time, uh, not podcast, but full-time blogger. Yeah. You know, like like I was getting a salary and everything <laughs> and a health plan. <laughs> that didn't last very long. But I was really ta- I was trying to talk to industry folks, which was a lot of fun. You know, I talked to a lot of fun people doing some really interesting things. Um, but then after that, I says, eh, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't, I don't need to do it anymore. And so I said, I'm just going to talk to my friends. It's more fun. And so, yep. And we, the first thing we did, we talked about way back in 2013, John, was moving on from Windows Phone. Mm-hmm. Well, it was still so the first time. brought him out of his cocoon, then, is what you're telling me. No, I think John had but already said He was a quiet person, but. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much I had. Uh, I was on Android since about 2009 yeah. or so. Uh, yep. Even during the Windows Mobile time, I was. Mm-hmm. Mostly on yep. Android at that point, and I think actually at that point I just had an iPhone for a little over a year. It was the first time I had been on an iPhone, yeah, uh, as a daily driver. So, but well, it you, definitely you, was a you wild might remember ride that even Windows when we were Windows, Windows, Windows Mobile Windows. MVPs towards the end, where you know things are getting kind of junky, um, most of us are carrying either an iPhone or an Android in addition to Windows Mobile or Windows Phone back then, <laughs> a BlackBerry. And a BlackBerry. Yeah, I think, uh, who was it? Was it you, Don, that used to live on your BlackBerry? I mean, there was somebody who was always pecking away at his BlackBerry. I thought it was you. No, I, I, I wasn't living on it. I, I still laugh at a uh, uh, position I took, what was it? I think 2011, where they knew I came heavily from yeah. the uh, Windows mobile uh, uh, space, and, but they <laughs> made a point to give me a BlackBerry. Gave you your employer at the time? Yeah. 
<laughs> I didn't think yes. Microsoft yes. could do that. Too, but... <laughs> uh, Oddly enough, yeah, I never either. owned a BlackBerry or used one. They, I somehow yeah. passed through that one without yeah. getting scathed or getting addicted. Yeah, and that was the thing. You know, I, I actually about gosh, back in two thousand, I forget early two thousands. I think I went to um, some mobile developers conference in San Jose, and I I met the BlackBerry guys. You know, I didn't even know what it was. I said, "Well, that's a dumb name. That's not going to go anywhere." <laughs> I mean, it's a cool device, but <laughs> they are very so apologetic. <laughs> so silly, uh, yeah. Another fruit, fruit name, right? You know, not like Apple. You know, so like yeah. I said, nobody ever hires me to name stuff. You know, <laughs> although I think Microsoft should, because we could have done a better job than them. Um, mm. Podcast 100, talking about Chromebooks and new iPad models. Podcast 200, Frank was back on. and Oh, I didn't know that one we were talking about. And uh, Podcast 300 in 2019, we talked about the best of 2019 so far. That was in August 2019. And 400 was just two years ago, April 2022. And we're talking about the, remember this, the Dyson Zone purifying headphones? It's a big, big, huge, over-the-ear cans. With a face mask mm-hmm. that makes you look like uh, Bane from Batman. Um, and it, it's supposed to purify the air if you're in, you know, less than clean air. Here in Honolulu, air quality is pretty darn good, so I didn't feel the need to <laughs> try. Based on how we all fail to jump on recognizing that, I guess those didn't go over too well. I remember seeing it, but it was a. Not to make fun of it, because I actually want one. I can't afford Could Division Pro, but you, gotta admit, you look pretty quirky walking around with those things. <laughs> I saw a guy who got married in one, apparently. <laughs> oh, Steve, you're coming in a little low. I don't think it's nice if you don't. I mean, you need <laughs> to have yes. someone else to a girl for that. Yeah. To a free headphones, I think, switched over. <laughs> yeah, you're back a little <laughs> soft, but you're back. Um, I don't know. Your microphone may have switched to like a whatever laptop or whatever you're using or PC. I don't think it's your head mic. How about now? There you go. You're back. <laughs> I I just hate it when when oh, headphones and microphones be, uh, have so lines of their worse. own. It's only going to get worse. So, <laughs> anyway, I don't know. You know, so it's been. Mm, I can't can't do the math in my head, but 2008, so 16 years more or less, and I think the, I think we're in year 17 now. So it's been a long haul, guys. It's been a long haul to get here to 500. I never thought we'd actually do it. Yeah. You know, I thought maybe I'd do a couple hundred. I well, once you retired, uh, you kind of have gone much more into little episodes and things like that. Yeah, so that's actually true because in addition to the <laughs> normal, you know, weekly Sunday podcast, I've been doing some offhand podcasts with some industry type folks. I did one at Microsoft and one with Google, and I just did one with um, Ed Margulis, uh, whose company was just uh, acquired. Um, they do some really interesting call center stuff and with AI and junk. Well, not junk. It's good stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> nobody that also part of nobody the hires me. Really <laughs> <laughs> That's a new perspective. I'm sure. Just really I apologize to Ed and the team over at Nextiva. Yeah. No, no. 
Yeah, and I, I know you did one on uh, VR glasses that you did outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I did that in person, my friend Jared Koriva, <laughs> who bought everything except the Vision <laughs> <There> Pro. <laughs> oh, which one do you have, Steve? Oh, those. yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are nice. I got the Ray-Ban Metas. Didn't, didn't you? Yeah, they're pretty John, good. John, did you I buy like... the Ray-Ban Meta or did you buy a different? Yeah, yeah. I have them. Uh, I bought them about the... two years ago. Yeah, yeah the first version. gen. Yeah. Uh, Todd, I'm, uh, you know, and yeah. looking back and you, you have all these milestones, I'm, I'm hmm. kind of upset that, and I don't know how John feels about this, that you uh, left out uh, <laughs> that milestone, the episode that uh, John and I, I was stuck in traffic. Because you, <laughs> you got Yeah. You know, I forgot I about that. that. He didn't put that milestone Do you remember which episode that and... was? The Todd's <laughs> episode? What number was that? You know, I think it predates when we were using um, uh, Google Docs. I think it was when we were still using Evernote. So it's a little hard to find. I'm sure yeah. I could, if I do enough searching, I'll find it. Um, but yeah, that, that was a very <laughs> successful episode, if you ask me. You know, <laughs> it may just be my opinion. Yeah, so I, I remember that. I, I was, um, it was one of those timing things that didn't quite work. So my daughter used to, this is back when she was in high school, I think. And so... Uh, I used to take her every Saturday morning in, during during season. I used to take her out to cross country um, races, and you know, if any of you or your kids have run cross country, you know it's generally early in the morning, like really early. I used to get up at like three, four o'clock in the morning to get mm-hmm. stuff ready and packed up, and head out in the dark, and they do their little race, and then head on home. And I thought I had enough time to do. I think we set it for like ten a.m. to give me plenty of time to get back, but. There was some kind of massive accident on the freeway, and I got caught in traffic. And fortunately, I think I was able to reach John and Don, and he just says, well, we really don't need you. <laughs> yeah. I, I believe my comment was, I'm sorry, <laughs> new phone, who dis? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was... That was... <laughs> well, I mean... Anybody who knows John and and and, and I, and especially our, our interactions, uh, know that this was obviously an opportunity for a uh, an evil takeover of the podcast, even if only for one episode. It definitely was. We just uh, we didn't actually uh, take over much. We let Todd continue to remain in power as a figurehead. Uh, uh... By the way, um, going back to our Windows phone, and that's how we all met, I should note, the, the five of us. We all met as Microsoft, what were we called when we first met? Windows CE MVPs, Windows Mobile MVPs? I forget already. Mobile? Because I was all three. I was Windows, Windows CE, mobile. Windows Mobile, and Windows, Windows Mobile MVP. Um, well, maybe Pocket, Pocket PC, PC. Too. Was it? <laughs> yeah, I think it was Pocket PC. Mobile Devices mm. was actually the title they gave us. Was it when? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think that was looking for all certificates. Hard enough to realize there was only yeah. three or the, four. The times. thing I wanted to mention is I don't know if you've seen this over at LinkedIn, but uh, a number of folks we know, including we know not new, no, including Andrew Brown. There's a group there that you you can join by. You don't even have to be invited. You can just join it. Called Windows Phone WTF: The Rise and Fall of Microsoft's dot dot dot. And um, it's pretty interesting. You know, people, I, I joined it because Window Andrew posted something that mentioned a couple of us on it. And he has, um, you know, a couple of shirts, um, 
some swag items he's posted on there. There's some other folks who've been posting stuff too. I think there's even a podcast that it's going to be a, a, a nine episode, if I recall correctly, video yeah, yeah. series, you know, video podcast um, that they're at uh, 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 Rob Tiffany's really spearheading oh, it. Um, and um, he's trying in each of the, as a matter of fact, they've got a couple of episodes. Well, one of them's a brief introductory, but the, the first real episode was recorded. And I guess an old friend of ours from the dev side of the fence, uh, Ginny, uh, was was one of his guests. Um, uh, I, so I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm dying I see it to see who he has on over his on that so Windows Phone WTF group. It, yeah. It was a screenshot that was posted. He's They're planning on uh, launching it. Uh, sometime oh, so they're going the to record it and then. Oh, that's interesting. I guess, yeah, There's it's not timely in the sense of news. So. But uh, that episode, yeah, yeah that episode yeah, has, but it should uh, be a see, lot I'm looking at, you know, in addition to Rob, I see Ginny and Loke, and oh, I can't, I can't, yep. I can't make up the fourth yep. person's Loke name. Is on. Pete Bernard. I think it's Paul yeah. Bernard is with him on this as well. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, that does sound like a good one. Um, and so they're going to be doing... I'm I'm really dying to see who he brings on as some of the because uh, a lot of people if you read through enough of the threads there a lot <laughs> of people volunteered Vent. to uh, <laughs> step up to the plate. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it should be a I, lot I, of fun. I'm going to go. Yeah, I need to go subscribe to it or whatever once it's available. Interesting. They should just release it, you know, as they record it. Why, you know. That's the new style in streaming video. You know, they don't drop everything all at once anymore like they used to. I don't know. I, I mean, he may end up dropping the first. I'm assuming he said be ready for a spring launch. They may bundle up several. I know he was planning on, I think they had scoped it out to nine episodes I total. See. I think they have topics for each one too, probably. moving. I don't know if it's going to move chronologically or or pain point oriented well, episode or two is going to be um, according to the the post I seen LinkedIn it says episode two pocket developer so that's I, I don't know you know if they're going to cut it across time but that's just says pocket developer um, and you know yep I think I'll be about the whole thing oh wow downloading uh, cabs I forgot about that I remember we all used to have little SD cards with cabs yep. that could reinstall oh. stuff oh yeah. And, and how much stuff did you get off of XDA developers at that time? That was, you know, that became like the place to put. I I put utility apps that I wrote at that time up on uh, XDA. Dev. They're still around, by the way, aren't so they? That's people forget where it got start. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, very much so. yeah, yeah, very much so. And a lot of folks yeah. don't know. See, what are they yeah. talking about these days? I don't know. Oh, pretty much everything. Apple, mini PCs, Windows 11. Yeah, they pivoted nicely. Nice looking site. Yeah, I think most of their forums still tend to focus on uh, a lot of the forums. I, the last time I looked, yeah. which was probably a few months back, still had a lot of uh, Android forums. There's still folks out there loading custom ROMs. Really? Even today. Why? Out of curiosity. Yep. Just to fix stuff? My my guess is at least at least some percentage of them are oh well I've got a new ah, phone Let's I get that that's with my old phone I get that <laughs> yep 
I mean, it's the same reason why, oh, this laptop's really out, to, out of date. Let's, let's load, you know, uh, Linux. Huge, or, or, you yeah. know. A large compartment of that, too, is like the uh, TVs. So a lot of TVs running Android. So nice. they do a lot of hacking yep. and they lack a lot of support. So they want to add functionality or at least get the latest APKs of like Netflix or Disney or yeah. whatever. So yep. this allows them to back end into the, or the, the company. Yeah. You know, speaking of, of TVs and streaming, you know, so I, my, my cable company, um, Spectrum, um, replaced my old cable, not cable modem, but cable TV slash DVR box, both of them, a um, couple of weeks ago, maybe a couple of months ago now. And so now it's all streaming. It doesn't even connect to a coax. It's actually, I had it connect to Wi-Fi. Get right. um, mm-hmm. So, so, and the UI is horrible. Yeah. You can't find anything. And, um, oh, yeah. and the other interesting thing is, so I said, oh, well, you know, I can, I can link up my Netflix account and other accounts to it. So I said, oh, I might as well do that. You know, that, that'll be nice. I don't have to cast or anything. So I did that. And immediately Netflix stopped working on everything else in my home. Actually stopped working, period. Yeah. And apparently it's because, and I think it's because Netflix, I think that it's going over two IP paths, like two separate, I don't know, like maybe it's like a VLAN or something. Um, I haven't like put a tracer on it, but, uh, and so I thought, I think it thought I was like somewhere else in my area of the device in my home was not in my home. And so I had to like scan a QR code on the TV to say, yeah. no, this is really me and I'm really here. And then everything started working again. Mm-hmm. Well, Netflix just started that. Netflix just started that two weeks oh. ago. So people so see that it was everywhere. Super yeah. annoying. Yeah. So if you have kids in college, <laughs> you're going to be like, Whoa. that actually, you know, that happened <laughs> you with know. YouTube. To my, my, so I have a Google, Google One plan. Yeah, I think, no, it's not Google One. Oh, I have YouTube Premium whatever it used to be or whatever it's called now. I have YouTube premium family plan yeah, yeah. and my daughter is on it. And she was doing a three month internship in Tokyo last year. Um, and when she got back, Google sent us a nasty gram saying, Hey, you know, uh, we don't think you're in a, in the same place. And so I had to talk to Google. I mean, via email, like a, to a human being, I had to talk to Google and uh, say, you know, she was out in Tokyo for three months, but she's back and you know, she was getting, recertify her or whatever, you know, I have your login and a local IP and that got fixed, but that was pretty annoying too. Google said, we don't think you're in the same place. And you looked at Google and said, I don't think you're in the same place either. I think you're in multiple places. So, you know, stop calling well, us yeah, out on this problem. You seem to be everywhere. I just have Why a is it okay answers. for you and not us? Yeah, my my wife was frustrated last year when we went to uh, Mexico for vacation, and um, she discovered <laughs> only there she was frustrated with you, Don. It wasn't any other location. <laughs> not 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 with me, but with oh. but with every streaming app. Yeah, <laughs> and the fact that we weren't in country, and even when you can't VPN because they're 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 sniffing and saying, "Oh, you're VPNing," you know, it was she was. Really, really, a lesson learned. She said, "Next year, if we go out of country, I'm downloading all except, my content." Except first. if you're gone more than 48 <laughs> sure. hours out of country, I think it tries to renegotiate the IP location and says, "Oh, sorry." <laughs> I think that happens too. So you need yeah. to watch it for you can watch yeah. it on the plane and your first yeah. night there, and that's pretty much it. I think. Yeah, 
No, or, or like I said, it was simple as here's a simple solution. Find find yeah. all the content you want to download locally yeah. and watch yeah. it while you're on vacation on your tablet. Yeah. But yeah. Or pay for an extra member. Another well, the other problem, though, is when you're out of country <laughs> is that a lot of uh, a lot of streaming videos are not licensed. You know, they're only licensed for certain countries. And so. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's if, what if, use if your doesn't work. Yeah. And, and YouTube TV will not let you stream out of country. And like I said, that was the first one. I'm like, wait a second. And I immediately fired up the VPN. And the response I got back oh, is, really? hey, don't try smart, using huh? VPN on us. <laughs> I was like, damn it. How dare these Google people keep up with technology and workarounds? Ah, sigh, technology. <laughs> it's great, and yet it's frustrating, right? Yeah. So that yeah. was that was pretty fun. I mean, you know, anyway, yeah, you're right. Let's go listen to that Windows WTF podcast series. I think that'll be fun to listen to. But looking forward, um, you know, I everybody's been saying there's going to be some new iPads and stuff this month, March. But then I just read, I think it was Mark Gurman in Bloomberg saying, <laughs> no, they're just going to launch it. They're not going to have an event. Have you guys... Uh, well, I know John and I are looking forward to a couple of things. So the MacBook I SE kind of heard that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it. I don't see anything being, you know, set out that they're going to have some kind of an event. But you've got to figure that's got to be iPads will be coming out in the first half of the year, and not wait till you know yeah, the I iPhone sure event so. in the fall. I mean, it's, they're two years old. <laughs> I, we go through this every year, though, at some point or another. I mean, it's the there's speculation. People come up with, will we see, you know, will we see an iPad on the moon? Uh, you know, <laughs> everything under the yeah. sun, including a few conspiracy theories. Uh, but And then so many years it's been, uh, then all of a sudden there's a notice about a week Except in advance. last year when no new iPads were released. And then we, yeah, yeah. But uh, that's, we're in a weird, dangerous territory for iPads right now. The iPad Pros are 502 days old as of today. Uh, <laughs> and that is almost the highest they've ever been. Uh, 536 is the current record for as long as they can go. So generally they average, uh, I guess, you know, I'm eyeballing it here somewhere in the When was the iPad Mini 6 released? Because that was, I think, 2022. Uh, I was almost... Yes, two years ago. Uh, Mini yeah. six uh, was nine hundred and one days. Well, twenty twenty one. September twenty twenty one. Wow, I thought it was twenty twenty two. Yeah. Well, yes. Wow. The fact that you're tracking all of this with such accuracy, John, <laughs> really concerns me. And you're the guy who should be doing the analysis <laughs> on this kind of behavior. Well, uh, you know, Mac Rumors Buyer's Guide is doing a lot of the work for me. I'm doing the translation from a page to through my eyes into my brain and out my mouth. But uh, okay, yeah, I'm doing better now. <laughs> well, the chips, the chipsets got leaked, right? Was it this week or last week? All the new chipsets are coming. Yeah. People are just trying to match up what they think they're going to go into. So yeah. That's the the next. And I think they they yes. want to be for dads and grads. It's like one of their big marketing pushes. So they usually mm -hmm. try to push yeah. that out, get that extra money. I know John's got a hole burn in his pocket. Seems he's waiting for new technology to come. So I think that's that's the next yeah. step. And then they have the phone release in September. Just, just yeah. Well, you know, I'm I'm ready for a new iPad Mini of some kind. Um, I'd really like one that has. I don't think I think the rumors are it will Foldable. not have a Apple Silicon you know M chip. 
but I sure hope it supports an extended display somehow. I don't know if it requires an M chip for some reason, but I, I really find that the, I only have one iPad, the M2 based iPad Pro, that supports extended display, and it is really handy to have. So that'd be nice. Yeah, I, I really need to think about when I want to do some upgrades because I'm still on the iPad Pro Ooh. from 2018. So my iPad Pro is uh, getting, I mean, it's still, the battery life is starting yeah. to go on it, but it still does everything I wanted to do. But I'm very tempted to eventually upgrade MacBook and iPad Pro. And when the iPad mini dies, I've been happy with it, but I don't think I would refresh it again. I think I'm good with it for a while, and I might just go back to, yeah. you know, only one iPad yeah. instead of two. Um not my yeah. usual high that I was on of one point of four, but uh, well, the really twenty eighteen iPad Pro, the like just one device along with the, the other phone thing, and to, a watch you know, that folks who have a similar model that they're using as their primary iPad is that it might go out of upgrade cycle in another year or so, which is great. You know, it's amazing that Apple supports mm. stuff for five, six, seven years for upgrades, versus my Android devices, which you know tend to be <laughs> a couple of years. Um, Although Google is saying that they're, at least for the Pixel stuff, I think they're going five years for upgrades now, which is more reasonable, I think. Yeah. So, well, hopefully we'll see that. And what we won't see, though, Cy, is the Apple car. You know, I, at my age, I figure I'm going to buy one more car and that's it for the rest of my life. I, I keep my cars a long time. In the last 35 years, I've owned three cars. So, you know... Um, it's it's definitely was going to be my last car, and I'm so disappointed that that billion dollar project has been scrapped. Billion dollars, you know, and then they scrapped it. So that was that was pretty sad. It's pocket change. I was just about to say. That's, I mean, it's kind you know. of small. I I wonder if we're ever going to find out how really serious they were, and if they were really serious. Why, after sinking a billion dollars in, did somebody decide to say, ah. <laughs> Well, you maybe, know. maybe somebody... I, I'm trying to hear that yeah, story, well, I, you know, one day. Maybe somebody went in Tim Cook and said, <laughs> you remember when Microsoft tried to build a phone? <laughs> well, if you go to the... I have a link to uh, Mark Gurman's Bloomberg article titled, Apple's car was doomed by its lofty ambitions to outdo Tesla. Um, and I don't know if that's true or not, but... Uh, it's a lot of speculation, but German does some pretty yeah, solid yeah, reporting, you know. So. And yeah. so it's, it's it's an interesting read. Uh, that said, you know, uh, yeah. that's what people said when Apple announced the iPhone. They said, you know, you guys have never made a phone before. Uh, what makes you think you know how? So I gave them the benefit yeah. of the doubt they could make a car, which has literally more moving parts, but still. Um, yeah. yeah, when they first built their phone, though, that was you yeah. know, twice the price of yeah. any other phone on the market. Still was fine, but... Uh, you know, it may just be that, uh, you know, typically it seems like Apple um, doesn't jump too early into a market and does and learns from everybody, everybody else and then does one of the best things that has ever come out. Yeah. And I don't think the EV market has learned enough yet. I don't yeah. think they're and, there. And I was just is, about to say, even though they haven't learned enough, it is also a the most competitive market that they may have ever, that they would ever be jumping into, uh, you know, and so it's, if we look back all the other segments, yes, there was competition, but fractional by comparison mm -hmm. to what they'd be getting into today. And especially when you look at 
what everybody's trying to do to position and lock in. I mean, it, it's funny. I just the other day was going past our local mall, <clears throat> which had always had as a Simon chain, yeah, Simon mall chain, always had for the last few years, like three charging stations. I drove past and almost overnight, it looks like now they're putting yeah, in about amazing. a dozen Tesla stations for charging. Well, yeah, and with the, and with the, yeah, with the European <laughs> Union, they'd have to use a USB-C. So I don't, I don't know how that's going to work. <laughs> uh, but it, it is. It's it. You're right. They don't. They they're very smart in their timing and, and jumping in when they feel they're ready. But this is it, it, there's a, probably a lot more thought to this just because well, it is. Like I said, I'm. Space. And also, you, also yeah. about, I think it's also about money too. I mean. Yeah. Look at the average profit margin right? per car. You're looking at what? That's 3. it. Point nine percent per car sold. Yeah, yeah sure. Apple yeah. that's thirty five percent per unit sold. So, for every every item they have, so that's the yeah. huge ten percent like margin. Is it worth the squeeze? I think maybe that's what they want, and maybe when the profit margins expand to a certain point where they see that, then they might jump back into it. But they hired a lot of really good luminaries from the automobile industry too, from like BMW, Maserati, a lot of them. And I wonder what they're going to be doing. Their resumes moving over like Rivian or some of the other larger electric manufacturers that are out there. Yeah, so. I, it, and they've they've always that is. I mean, I I look back actually flipping back to when they decided they wanted to get into the enterprise space seriously, uh, which you know prior to that it was. I always used to joke the the Apple viewed the enterprise as a whole bunch of individual users bringing their phones and and laptops in and annoying IT. But when they started to get serious about the enterprise and they did it with iPhone is they went out and they, they poached some of the <laughs> brighter minds from a business perspective on the enterprise and they didn't mess around. They, they Yeah. Well, you know, they've been, well, when they hire, you know, when they hired some medical type people to do their, you know, fitness stuff, they, they didn't, they didn't mess around. <laughs> you know? Yeah. They don't. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I will give them credit. They don't. They, yeah. they go for the talent, you know, to make sure that they're, you know, they can't. They can't. You can't claim that they were trying to cut corners on on who they wanted yeah. to lead. Yeah. At any rate, so now you know, uh, I'm so. left to ponder what my last car will be, since my current car is. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna have to say this softly because it's not too far away from me. It's getting a little old. <laughs> well, is there anything? Is there still any uh, effort on the expanded CarPlay? I haven't followed that too much, where the entire car oh, I don't know. Is, is pretty much I don't Apple, know. and somebody else is buying it, using it. Because I've Nothing seen you know, since some WWDC last year, so they, they yeah. still. I, I, I would car- assume that that's still going to happen. Um, it's funny though with the car manufacturers that are now digging yeah. their heels and going, "No, we're going to take right. it back because we know exactly how to do infotainment." <laughs> as well. Yeah. Um, but I think at least one already tried that in the last year and then reversed course and said, yeah, "Actually, we decide not to do that." So yeah, and, not, you know, not unlike Wendy's who was you know, proposed surge point. pricing and then reversed it like a week later. Yes. Well, well, they well, they said we never said it. that. They just clarified that we're not going to raise yeah. prices. We're going to give you yeah. better prices at some times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I translated that for, for Sen into what that means is 
we will give you better <laughs> deals during non-surge exactly. pricing time. Exactly. So, yeah. um, oh boy. Any rate, so I'm I'm uh, left pondering that. Okay, speaking of pondering, so I really didn't track Mobile World Congress. When was it? Last week, or whatever. I pulled an article from <clears> CNN on the coolest tech, and I looked at it, and I go, mm, mm. <laughs> I didn't see anything that I concur. You know, the humane AI pin. It's really expensive per month. It's twenty four dollars per month, and I don't think you can make a phone call on it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it could. But, you, know, you know, it could be the way. I didn't the realize That's that it could say. actually project won't be information there's like a tiny projector you can project stuff on your hand or something so it's not just it's not audio only which i thought was interesting but eh. yeah of that uh, because projecting yeah. things virtually has always worked out so well for us i'm thinking of those keyboards um <laughs> hey, and samsung galaxy book four yeah <laughs> you know, uh, Honor Magic. I don't think this is. Oh, this isn't even available in the U.S. So Honor Magic Six Pro phone, which has giant cameras, and the Xiaomi 14 Ultra, which I think we also not in the U.S. Looks like a looks like a yeah. Lumia 1020. So meh. back. I mean, I'm you know, I guess when you're there, things are exciting because you can see it. Sort of like when we saw stuff that was never released at you know various conferences that we've gone to over the decades. It's like wow, that'd be really cool to have, but. Never saw the light of day, so I don't know. You guys hear anything from Mobile World Congress that is available and you find interesting? I I didn't I didn't hear of anything. I, I, the only thing I, I that just was reminded of this is that boy TCL isn't giving up <laughs> on getting into the phone market. Nokia is back again. Yeah, the phone side again. Oh, they got sold years ago, yeah. though, right? They forget who bought yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, they were sold to a new company. Yeah. Uh, three acronym letters. Something like head, yeah, you know, HM like, something. You're not yeah. my real Nokia. HMD or Boy, that was, like that. yeah, that was a what was a yeah, six seven billion dollar fiasco for Microsoft when they bought the phone company. I mean, the phone manufacturer side of Nokia. But oh well. All right. Well, since we didn't find anything interesting there, I guess to wrap things up, I see somebody's put uh, some deals listed here. Yeah, a couple of things I noticed. One the the. Second one there, but the, yeah. the first one, uh, Beat Studio Pro, uh, apparently everybody's got that on sale for 200 bucks. And wow. It is always listed for 349 and I mean, Best Buy, Amazon, What is it, What is Apple, the Beat Studio Apple Pro? Is that in-ear or over the ear? Over the ear? It's, no, it's over the ear. It's it's cans, but it's oh. about their highest end ones. It's, it's got the noise canceling and the transparency and yeah. uh, has fine mine. Um, and the Beats line, of course, is both iOS and Android. So if you're looking to buy something, it even does the whatever whatever Android's Find My is. It works with that uh, as well as you know, I, Apple's to some extent, at least. So yeah, it's a pretty, you know, pretty high-end yeah. set of headphones. I have them on order um, when I saw that. Uh, I've used them. I've used Beats before, and, and they're, yeah. I like them. I've got the Studio uh, 3s, which are not the Pros, but the, the free, and I use those for uh, workout. And uh, considering the fact that my gym blasts music, sometimes a little bit too loud, <laughs> I like even on the, the 3s that, that, that yeah, I and like sound isolation since they're over the, the, the years. Is really yeah. good on. Yep, yep. So it, it, I really do appreciate it. And plus, 
having them over ears means people don't come up to me and try to start a conversation and cause me to take 10 times longer to finish yeah. one set at the gym. Well, I think if we wear some of the otter looking yeah. um, augmented reality glasses, they'll also discourage people from talking to you, especially ele- might give you more room in elevators too. I think that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> they may clear out for you, you know, you know, for the, some of them, you could probably get some, you know, butterfly wings or something and, you know, wear those with the eyes and that would be really, I, I should know, and, and, really keep know, people away. I do see people wearing um, uh, oh, cans yeah, or over the head, uh, over the ear phones in Hawaii, but I don't know. It's so hot here. You know, they must be just sweating bullets under those things. I mean, right over, yeah. I'm right under ear. Yep. Well, that's the only thing about taking them to the gym is, you know, when I get done with my workout, it's, I have to clean as much as I have to clean myself. I have yeah. to make sure I clean my, my you know, the uh, only beats I have uh, are the very phones. cheapest ones, the Beats yeah. Flex, which I think we're used to list at 50, probably less now. And they are great because they're yeah. wired Bluetooth earbuds. Yeah. Um, nice. And, you know, the AirPods fall out of my ears. So the only time I can use them is when I'm not moving. Like right now, I'm using AirPods to, for this podcast to at least listen to. I'm recording over a regular mic. But if I start walking around, one is going to fall out. Yeah. So the beats are That's... great for that. Even if they fall, I don't lose them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like the, the other thing. I Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. That's why one reason I got the new Meta sunglasses. Oh, yeah. Was the fact that they had their speakers as well. So I can just wear those. So do you have prescription glasses the, in your Metas? Headphones and stuff. No, I don't yet, but they're going to be pushing yeah. them out. I was talking to someone from the, is, uh, with uh, Luxottica, oh. and I said, I guess October is the time frame. They're going to be pushing it into optometries yeah. and ophthalmologic stores. And so you'll be able to see them, get them directly. I think LensCrafters is owned by Luxottica. They might have some there, but most of the times if you want a prescription, you have to order it through mm. the, mm. the Ray-Ban website, and then you just put in your prescription. For it. And then you can get different you, types of lenses with it as well. If you dig around all the glasses places are owned by luxotica <laughs> majority it's yeah. one of those things you, you go up anywhere it's it goes all all goes the same thing the other thing i got there is a as a company hyper they've got a hyperdrive six in one usb media hub and this little box uh-huh. sticks right on the side of an ipad pro or or air um, nice. and it just and it's got media controls on it oh that's neat and it, the, it came up as a funny thing because i was on facebook and there was an ad on there for a for yeah a for the South, for this thing for the hub? stand and they had an ipad on it and it had one ah. yeah and no and it had the hub yeah, yeah, on yeah. the ipad on the 12 south stand and all the comments <laughs> were what is that hub yeah. that's attached to the yeah. <laughs> you know not the stand and so <laughs> yeah, not the stand but, uh, so i found out i went and said oh yeah I, i've always looked at one of those i looked at it and i uh, went to uh best buy and best buy has this hyperdrive thing for 50 bucks wow usually 100 so yeah, yeah. So if you got a Best, Best Buy near or can get shipped from hype from uh, right. from somewhere, I've got the link down there to the Best Buy. But, uh, how much? Best so buy. it's fifty bucks. Is that much it was? Fifty bucks. Yep, fifty bucks. All right. And it's got yeah, like a six, you know, six and one hub, hub, and yeah, and um, it puts some uh, media control. Sadly, it's not available on Amazon. So just reach so, over and tap them. To- I mean, they've got other hyperdrive stuff, but th- not that model. Yeah. Yeah, not that one. Yeah, well, this one is. It, this happened to be that. Um, yeah, Best Buy is, is closing. Yeah, I I reason. really have come to appreciate uh, you know physical ex- controls, external controls, so I don't have to go search for stuff on my screen. Um, like I got a, I got an Apple Maker. 
Well, I got two actually mechanical keyboards recently, one from Apple Maker and one from Royal. I always used to say Kludge, but everybody else pronounces it Kludge from Royal Kludge. Um, that has a, well, they both have little tiny thumbnail I, LCD. Kludge huh? means something. Yeah, I was going to say. Kludge <laughs> means something, and I don't want to buy from them. Yeah. Well, everybody pronounces it Kludge, so maybe it's different. Right? I mean, that's I've what I think of Kludge. some stuff too. together. But it's a quite, both are quite nice keyboards. Both have a tiny color display so you can configure it and stuff. And uh, both also have a physical volume control knob, um, which you can also use, to, which you also use with the screen to configure your keyboard. But just having a knob to control volume, especially if you're YouTube, which has like wide variety of volume levels for different things, um, it's it's really handy. So yeah, I really I really like these media control things. And I think I think you got one for your granddaughter or something. But that uh, Procreate Bluetooth keyboard that also has media controls on it, and that's that's really handy too. So, yeah, I, I don't see the hyper. I tried a simpler search and nothing. Oh well, that's okay. Got other. That is cool. And it looks like John bought something dangerous. <laughs> yeah. So two weeks ago, <laughs> after this podcast, uh, I had a thought. I had an epiphany. Uh, my wife is traveling this week, uh, and I she has the car, and we only have one vehicle. So I can walk to work. It takes about 10 minutes there. And I thought, but, you know, sure. sometimes I need to get around quicker, and I need to go farther than just my office. So yeah. I thought, well, I got an e-bike, but you got to lock it up outside. You got to, you know, maybe worry about it a little bit. If I had one of those scooter things, I could just take that in my office and throw it in the corner and no problem. So I went on Amazon and I picked up the right. wonderfully named Swagtron Swagger five. Uh, scooter because uh, it was cheap. It was under, yeah, it was the Swagger 5. It's under $200 and it had a higher weight limit than some of the other ones. And when I'm packed yeah. down with gear and my backpack and everything, uh, it would have been fine, but then I thought, well, I might want to use this with other people or something like that in the future. So I bought this thing, and if you've never ridden one of these things before, once you get over the terrifying nature of <laughs> propelling yourself down the street which is fast. at 18 miles per hour, which is way faster when you're not on anything uh, you know, protective. I mean, uh, thankfully I have a bike helmet, so I'm using that. But it is handle yeah a skateboard with a handle uh, and a throttle okay. here are some terrifying things about this though this is what happens when you buy bargain basement when people say why do you buy apple and why do you okay. buy things that are more premium products here's why sure so this thing came with no manual and the videos online are for the old version so they've made changes since then that are not applicable so i get this thing i unbox it and there's this clip on the handlebars that looks like a giant paper clip. I have no idea what it's for. It just it kind of rocks back and forth. And I think, well, that's kind of neat, but you, you can't hold anything with it. So I don't know what this thing is. So I get it up and running, go out. Uh, I download the app, which has two stars out of five on the App Store because it is a bare bones, not very intuitive app that's updated about once a year, probably as a religious experience by the developers, not really that they're trying to add anything into it. 
And I notice in the app that there's an uh, there are two options. There's a push off option, which I do recommend mm. turning on because then when you hold down the throttle, it only will mm. go if you're going two or three miles per hour already. So you don't have this weird thing you accidentally hit the throttle right, while right. it's stopped and you go jerking forward with it. Uh, so that's a good feature. Second ah. feature is cruise control. <laughs> now think about this for a minute. Cruise control on a scooter. The way that it works is you have to hold the throttle at exactly the same speed for five seconds, and then it pops in and it will hold that speed. Now, when you're first learning on this thing, you don't have a lot of fine control on that throttle, so de facto this means when you floor it and put it at full throttle, you'll hold it for five seconds and it will lock in at full throttle. So this feature I recommend... Only turning on when you have mastered using the thing and have not crashed it, uh, because otherwise you, I mean, it's kind of nice when you're going down a street to not have to keep holding the throttle, but it is a jarring feature the first time. So I I turn on some of these features, turn off some of these features, whatever. uh, And then I I drive it one day to work and I go to go outside where I have it kind of next to my bike and I go to pick it up and the handlebar is clipped in to a feature I did not realize. There's a nub on the back deck of it. So when you fold down the handlebars, that big paperclip looking thing clicks into this nub. And so when you undo it, then it's nice because you can actually hold it by the handlebar, you know, the crossbar and carry it. But that was a hidden feature. I had no idea it was there because there's no manual. So if I had not accidentally engaged this, I think you should time, write a review. I would still never know I mean, on Amazon, and say I uh, need these things. Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm actually very upset, John, <laughs> that you didn't record these early yes. experiences and post uh, yeah. them on YouTube. You, well, you I, I'm, I'm giving the. By now. <laughs> I'm giving the the verbal thing now, and so then the other piece I will tell you about this thing is it's got a tiny little LED light that right. you look at and go, well, there's no way that that's going to do anything. I wrote it in the dark a couple of week, about a couple of days ago, and right. I have a headlamp on my helmet as well. I'm pretty sure I lit up the road better with those really? two lights than some of the cars I've owned in the past. <laughs> So just the way that LED lights work now, because we, you know, most of us with cars that have them, you take them for granted. The first time you got in that car, you were like, wow, this lights up everything. Yeah, even now, your dinky little $200 scooter and your well, lamp on top I'm, of I'm your helmet can light up the road now, and It does say, and, uh, the, and the light is right on top, in the middle of your handlebars, and does say bright LED headlights. So they're not kidding, right? <laughs> yes. Oh, and the last final thing, they upgraded. The new version has a solid front wheel. It does not have air in the wheel, which is a good thing. And people said, why? Wouldn't you like it to be, you know, more cushiony as you're going over bumps? Yes. No, you want reliability and predictability when going over bumps (laughs) because (laughs) it is terrifying not knowing how that being a solid suspension and hitting it hard. Yes, you can jar. You'll be (laughs) jarred by it. But you won't you know, go John, flying off because it you, does something unexpected. Your uh, uh, your commentary so, on this product sounds more like your adventure at an amusement park ride than anything else. 
It is. It really is. I mean, it's nice in that it does do everything I wanted to do. I can throw it in my office. I can charge it at work, which is good because the charger has, you have no idea how the orientation of the charger goes. So you have to kind of like just rotate it around. It's a three pin uh, triangle design, but it has to be exactly right. Cause you know, you better not get those. Oh, so one, one last question. Uh, so okay. yeah. Uh, I can yeah. sort of recommend it for two hundred dollars. I I would not pay more what, than two hundred dollars for it because quarters my, were cut. My last question, and before oh. we we cut off the podcast, <laughs> speaking of cutting things, is um, it says it has a maximum of eleven miles range, which is pretty reasonable, I think. How long does it take to charge, and how do you charge it? I, I assume it's not USB C. <laughs> uh, no, it comes with a yeah. an inverter, you know, an AC inverter setup, uh, and this proprietary charging jack. It takes about three hours, four hours to fully charge up. So you can take it to work, yeah. throw it in your office, put it on charge. And your office is far closer than you need it. It's you know, five and a half go. miles. So <laughs> even if you couldn't charge it, you could make it to back. Yes. So. Yeah. John, don't feel bad. My my plug-in hybrid, yeah. the the full EV on the plug-in is about <laughs> the same distance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think I told the story uh, on the podcast at one point, but a few years ago, I was walking downtown uh, in my little rural community, and there was a Tesla, which is a rare thing to see here. And it was charging oh. off of a light pole, which is also kind of a rare thing to see someone just, you know, <laughs> plugging into the light pole. And I was thinking about it thinking, well, let's see, the nearest superchargers are for about... 55 miles away from here. Mm -hmm. So if he charges all night on 110, <laughs> he might be able to get to those superchargers. But I really hope that, you know, somewhere around here, because the only other option you got is I think we have a campsite right. that you can get like a CCS charge on or, you know, it's like just nothing special. But that is the, the interesting thing about these uh, yeah. electric yeah. vehicles. Of well, anything. my electrical vehicle genes just died with, with Apple so. Only Ford driver, the Ford pickup truck driver, you can charge a Tesla. All righty. Okay, gang. So this <laughs> yes, has been Moview's Podcast 500. Thanks to, of course, the good Dr. John Westfall and our old friends, Stephen Hughes, Sven Johansson, and Don Sorcinelli, uh, for for reminiscing, especially about their Windows CE, Windows Mobile, Windows Phone, whatever the heck it was called. We forget all the names we went through. Pocket PC, Palm Size PC, Handheld PC. <laughs> It was it was a lot of stuff and we will talk to you next time.